It's December something right now, and the year's winding down. We're on our fourth attempt at doing this. Is that right? I think it's the third. Third? All right. Third, something like that. <laughs> Damn. So what's been going on? How you been? What's what's up? What's new? Nothing new. Just, you know, actually started working on a new website a little bit, trying to, you know, rewrite the framework to the current website, clean it up, get it modernized, and, you know, running the way it should be again because the one that's up now was kind of you know, missing a few elements like the navigation isn't there and stuff I just, you know, mm-hmm. over time kind of got too busy to get back to it but I've been trying to dial it back in the last couple of days on a, a back end setup and it's looking good so far I just you know, got to make sure that I can find enough time to keep drilling away at it yeah so what is it that you're looking at are you looking at code are you setting up a database I mean, right now what I did was I just, I basically um, started up like a blank theme, carried over, um, you know, because I have like a framework that I've recycled for years now, you know, like I had like the version one, this would be like the fifth version of the RIPABMX website that I'm working on now. So mm-hmm. it's kind of just, you know, progresses, it's going along and WordPress has made like core changes and stuff like that. So uh Right now, I'm just trying to get it up to speed because they released Gutenberg a while ago, which is like, you know, that was like a long-awaited feature. Yeah. And uh, now they have like, I think like on the back end, there's like lazy loading images are now loaded into your website automatically and stuff like that at the same time. But I mean, there's a lot that I have to like look at to see, you know, what still works from the previous code, what doesn't. So I've been carrying over, you know, mostly just the HTML elements and then mm-hmm. writing in a little styles that are just you know general for you know uh, basically between mobile and desktop which i mean at this point it's like why bother writing for desktop anymore yeah <laughs> but i mean it, it's a lot when you're trying to take into consideration all those factors with you know screen sizes and you know everything is radically different as far as browsers go and mm-hmm. you know the uh, for years everybody hated internet explorer as you know programmers and stuff like that and now they just like changed it to microsoft edge but it's the same piece of garbage <laughs> i need your name on it <laughs> yeah damn so you're you're plugging away dialing in the website has uh do you still have any copies of the magazine left yeah we have uh it's it's fizzling down to the end now like uh, mm-hmm. we just a little um cyber monday black friday thing and we sold a bunch then and then uh I got contacted by a distributor from France that wanted a couple copies of it and apparently he had uh he had he must have been in the area he went to Caddy Woods and mm. Posh and um I guess J Bone maybe put him on to us or something like that and he reached out and grabbed a couple copies. So those just landed in his hands, I think yesterday or the day before. But uh it was actually pretty speedy, you know, coming oh, yeah. from Pennsylvania to France, but it's pretty cool that they're out there now. And he has a little distribution company. I think it's a Banos Distro. Banos. But um, Banos. Yeah. Um, cool. You know, I don't know. Being over in France, you know, I mm-hmm. kind of only try. Not only, but like my focus is mainly on the Pennsylvania scene. You yeah. Know? And it comes down like videos coming out unless it's like a nathan williams part dropped or something you know something big yeah you know probably like unless it's you know the local scene or the homies or something like that i'll mm-hmm. probably get, not have the time to just sit there and watch everything anymore like i used to 
10 yeah. years. <laughs> Go online, just watch like every single video. But oh, yeah. It's, I just don't have the time anymore. So I just kind of dial into what's going on in our scene. And mm-hmm. that's pretty much as far as my span goes. You know, my buddies Ed and Bob, they'll watch more like. I guess mainstream BMX stuff to me, so they'll always like suggest things like, "Oh, you see this Corey Ross video? You know, you should check it out." And they'll, mm-hmm. they'll send me, the, then I'll watch it. You know what I mean? But yeah. like, I won't go chase the videos down unless it's like, you know, uh, a new stink pit video came out or something like that. Right, or right. A web edit, then I'll go out of my way because that's something that we want to get posted on the website as well. But like, yeah. if it's not in Pennsylvania, it's yeah, you know, chances are it's just like a blip on the radar to me. It's here and gone. And, Mm-hmm. It definitely helps when you have friends to tip you off to the good shit, you know. Yeah, I mean, the three of us, me, Ed, and Bob, we've been working together for the last year now, just like going all these awesome spots and getting lucky, riding some of the stuff that we've gotten to ride, and, mm-hmm. you know, searching for spots and finding things. But those guys, like I said, you know, we all kind of like have our, so we all just send around links and stuff like that. To you know, did you see this? Did you see that? Or like, yeah. You know, whatever it might, and then when it comes to finding spots, you know, we'll like shoot around like a message, like check this out, you know, and kind of debate if we're going to go hunt it down or, you know, when we're going, what the mission is, mm-hmm. you know, all, all the details, you know, that people tend to overlook, like trying, you know, we got a mission tonight that we're trying to go on that could get a little bit hairy, but we've been looking at like our way in and like mm-hmm. every little detail for it to try and get it done. So that's cool. So hopefully, if we make it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, how's the last b- year been for you? And um, now that we now this is like our third time doing it, I kind of have the, the outline damn near memorized. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I think I feel the same way everybody feels. That twenty twenty's been pretty much a dumpster fire of a year with COVID and all that stuff. Yeah. But I mean, for myself, I ha- I had a lot of uh, like health issues that were going on that I tried to clear up in this last year, mm-hmm. having them all kind of come to a resolve has been like great for me personally you know it gives you a peace of mind that you're not worried about you know imminent doom or something like that but uh i'd say the fourth of july weekend two years ago now i had like a little lump that was on my throat and um at the time my mom's husband is a doctor you know he he figured right off the bat he knew it was probably just an enlarged lymph node Mm -hmm. nothing worry about but yeah. you know when that happens it can also be an indication of cancer right so at the time i had no insurance so we started going through the um the burger moreau of trying to get me like government assisted insurance you know obama care whatever we could get and uh my girlfriend went through the whole process and you know she got everything set up because that's that's beyond my comprehension you know it's, mm-hmm. it's much involved in trying to get something like that and um she, you know, made a million phone calls, did all the paperwork and everything, got it set up. So I got the insurance and I was able to go see some doctors and it was basically like right as COVID started to hit. Right. Wow. People like, you know, this was coming in from China and stuff like that. But like the United States shut down or anything like that yet. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got a couple scans done. We were waiting for results and then boom, like everything shuts down and like I'm waiting for like literally like three months at a standstill. Um, eventually, wow. I got in to see the uh, doctors at St. Mary's by um, my house and uh, 
basically, it was more worry than anything, you oh. know, but it was a good thing, you know, because they caught on to other things that were going on. Like they, they thought that I had a, uh, well, they didn't think they, they found a kidney stone mm. that had been, and, um, damn kidney stone, like never ended up like, I didn't feel any pain or, you know, it wasn't passing or anything wow. like that. And, uh, eventually it just disappeared on one of the scans or like it's gone, you know, it just dissolved and went away apparently. So huh. I'm sitting in fear of like mm-hmm. having this kidney stone pass and it, it was just gone the whole time, you know, but it took so long for me to get another scan done that I, I'm sitting there waiting for it for two, three months to happen, you know, like this should only take like, I think it's a, like a week or two or something like that usually. Oh, right. Otherwise you might need certain I'm like, oh man, you know, this could be like a surgical thing, you know, and the hair is gone the whole time. But they also caught on to a lump that was on my kidney, which brings you back to another fear of cancer that it could be like renal cancer, you know? Wow. So the urologist for that, and it turns out that it was just a fatty lump in my kidney, nothing to worry. They're like, you know, it's uh, extremely common. It's benign. It's not cancerous or mm-hmm. anything like that. So basically I have to follow up with them in another year just to make sure it hasn't grown or it's not causing any pain or anything like that Mm -hmm. but at a certain point when this all first started happening like i was really like feeling like shit because i had taken antibiotics after antibiotics and it you know antibiotics are great but they can also kill out bacteria that you need in your stomach yeah that was to me to the point where like i was going home early from work like i couldn't do the work because i was like kind of like not keeling over but like my stomach was just so uneasy that oh. like it's no way i was gonna stand on my feet for eight ten twelve hours doing manual labor you know so yeah eventually once the um antibiotics stopped i mean i felt like a world better you know but oh, that's good thing I, I think the biggest blessing other than having you know clean bill of health now is that i quit smoking like almost immediately and mm. now it's like I want to say like a year and a half coming up on a year and a half, probably in uh, February, something like, or January, somewhere around there. It should be about a year and a half now, but cool. I mean, I kind of just like slowed down a little bit over the course of a few days. I didn't feel good the one day I went to bed and I just didn't smoke after that, you know, which just is, disgusted you that much. I mean, it was, I was, at the time, I was freaking out that I thought I was going to have, like, throat cancer diagnosis or something like that. And with yeah. my daughter, you know, it, I mean, you can't be worried about those kind of things and still continuing to put poisons in your body at the same time, you know what I mean? Yeah. Comes, like, if this is the reality, you know, you have to start making those decisions that you're going to try and, you know, fight for your life or mm-hmm. basically just keel over and die. And with a five-year-old daughter, you know, I'm yeah. not just going to uh, that's you know typically I, I I'm not the type to just give up on anything but if it's gonna be something like that hell no right yeah kind of just shaked your tree a little bit and got you to straighten it out yeah I mean for I mean a couple months there like I was like seriously like scared that like this was gonna be it you know what I mm-hmm. mean I I smoked for 24 years you know so, and I was a heavy smoker I mean like so, Reds? I'm, yeah, yeah, Reds, yeah. Reds. I was never a menthol guy. Like, <laughs> I like coffee, unflavored. I like my cigarettes plain, you know. Mm. I'm just that kind of, just, you know, just straightforward, you know. Yeah. It, even when it comes to, like, designs and stuff like that, like, I've always been a fan of the, you know, keep it simple, stupid. You know? Yeah. It's, it's straightforward. And 
not a lot of bells and whistles, you know, mm -hmm. just right to the point. Right. So you just quit cold turkey and you were, you were good after that. I mean, pretty much. I, I wouldn't say cold turkey, but like I was like timing out my craving oh, and yeah, stuff right. like first. It was like I was smoking like probably like a cigarette like every hour or something like that. Wow. So I did that for a while and then I'm like, you know, I'm going to do like a cigarette every hour and a half. And then two weeks later, like one, like every two hours or whatever the case was. You know, so I was kind of already working on it when yeah. I just hit this point of like, I mean, yeah, you know, I didn't feel good the one night. And it was like, it's time to just make a decision, you know? So yeah. I'm, fortunately, it worked for me. I mean, I replaced smoking with eating, you know? So yeah. I gained like 30 pounds following me <laughs> stopping. Yeah. But I mean, that's also good because I was always a pretty skinny guy to begin yeah. with, you know? And you're always like, you know, we stand to gain weight. So now, I mean, not only do I feel healthier, but I probably like weight wise, I probably am a little bit healthier, you know, and obviously a year and a half into not smoking anymore. My lungs are definitely healthier. Although I ride my bike down the street, I'm still gasping for air. <laughs> I'll just, I mean, it, it, it's a slow change, I guess so much to the point, like anything, you don't really notice it until you turn around and look back a year right. and a half. And dude, I can definitely notice it. Like I, I feel better, you know, that's awesome, but, man. It's, you know, from where I was a year and a half, two years ago, it's mm -hmm. like, I feel incredibly better. That's good. I'm glad you're all right. Glad you're all in peace. Thanks. No, no cancer issues for now, you know, like, that's awesome. That's all you can ask for. No, and then, I mean, for right now, I've kind of stopped following up on all that stuff. I've just mm -hmm. been trying to, like, keep track of my weight, just keep my dietary habits kind of normalized and stuff like that. But, mm -hmm. I mean, maybe once the whole COVID thing's over, I'll go you know get like a once over or something like that by a, a gp or you know whatever family doctor but i mean other than that i had some like acid reflux issues and stuff like that but even that seems to have pretty much died out like the prescription they gave me ran out and i just haven't gone back to get the refill for like a month now so and i haven't had any signs of it i mean i've taken like tums every now and then but you know awesome. no medication so hopefully that's clearing up hell yeah dude yeah. Decent, man. That's crazy. And then also, you know, we were in the, in the process of making the magazine when that shit all went down, too. Yeah. I believe, I believe yeah. that's part of it. Because I think we were getting close to, like, we were in, the, like, the final draft series. I think I asked you, hey, did you get a chance to see that draft yet? And you're like, I might have cancer. I'll, I'll look at it when I get there or some shit, like you were just shooken up a little bit like you were, you were just starting to go through that part i think right right yeah it's it, it's um you know everything kind of built up on me like really quickly like i said like mm. especially with job and then you know covid hit my job died off like immediately because i was in a, an event rental company mm -hmm. and obviously the state of things there are no events you know so yeah that pretty much was like almost immediate as soon as things started shutting down we're like all right we're probably gonna get like a day or two more and like i came in they're just like no we're shutting down like now like get right just basically finish up these two three deliveries go home like and that was it i haven't i talked to them maybe twice since then it's been just like silence and they reopened back in june but from what i've heard it's like just a complete skeleton crew of like mm. the or the dispatcher the one guy that basically ran the office, they have like an anything guy who will like wash linen, 
things, you know, paint chairs, whatever it is that they need to do, go on the road. But mm-hmm. I mean, the effect, I mean, I don't know if he got any like of the PPP money or anything like that, but like, he's definitely like, I mean, you're talking about a multi-million dollar business is like basically brought to a complete halt. Oh yeah. Of this. So, I mean, and from what I understand, I mean, pretty much everybody there has either like moved on with jobs or gone on unemployment and are just like stuck waiting. I mean, this, yeah. the whole out there right now is just insane. Yeah. And it looks like they're approaching a second lockdown. It seems currently yeah. in Pennsylvania, they just, you know, issued a bunch of new restrictions, which we were going to have a BMX day jam, you know, uh, BMX oh. Falls on my daughter's birthday, so I never get to do like any anything cool. Like when the street series was going on, mm-hmm. I was in the delivery room with my daughter. So oh, like man. it's kind of cool that she's born on BMX day, but also kind of guarantees it, like you're not going to any BMX day, Jan. Yeah. Daughter's <laughs> birthday. Uh, yeah. But uh, we decided we were going to have one this year. Got everything in order, and it looked like everything was getting better. You know, this mm-hmm. was back in July, so it looked like everything was finally resolved and we were going into a green phase and everything like that and then yeah. bang started putting restrictions back up and everything and now that entire BMX jam we still have like all the products sitting around it's just been on the back burner because it's just you know mm-hmm. we've talked with like people down at Poplar because that's where we wanted to have the event we want to respect the space you know because they legitimized it and everything with SEPTA and like the I guess East Poplar Playground committee or whoever's in charge there oh, wow. so you know we want to respect what they have going on we don't want to just you know say screw it you know and have people risking their health you right know, but yeah it's just it's unfortunate that everything like that has to go on the back burner for a situation like this but i mean what can you do you yeah. know people health is obviously a lot more important than just riding around in a little do-it-yourself spot giving away some product but Hopefully, once everything clears up, we'll get it done. I mean, we had some cool stuff lined up for it, which you mm-hmm. know is still all in play. It's just sitting there waiting for the right the time to be clear and us to be given the green light. But yeah, again, force it. And I don't want to go to another part of the city with the jam because, like, you could do a street jam or something like that. But like, I want to try and you know use the platform to drum up some money for what they have going on down there. It's like the like you've been putting in work, you know. Mm-hmm. with the some raising funds up and Jersey Joe and all those oh, guys. Oh, yeah. Shout out to them. Yeah. We want to try and do what we can. You know, obviously, we had the popular article in there in this magazine. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, it's an ongoing project, and it's one that's, you know, kind of interlaced between bike riders and skaters. So that's something that we definitely want to get behind. Yeah. You know, those pro- like, it's a, it's a shame, like, what just happened with FDR and their coping. It's like, I would love to raise money for those guys, but it's, like, on the same page. It's, like, it's such a hostile environment when the skateboarders show up at a place like that. And it's, yeah. like, you know, what, I'm going to try and raise money for this and then get a bottle thrown in my head. Like, right. I don't avoid FDR, but, like, I don't go every week like I used to when I was younger, you know. Mm. That was, like, every morning we would go down to FDR and you were always there, like, five six o'clock in the morning was kind of like the general rule of thumb because yeah. i caught up in there yeah it wasn't uncommon for people to get bottles thrown at them and you know whatever <laughs> i've personally been lucky and never had an issue down there yeah so. that's what's i up. mean but I've, I've heard you know yeah all the story, what he's heard i've been fortunate in philly to not really have any any problems like that i mean mm-hmm. I, I try to a fence hop next to three block years and years ago and when we got there 
I had set up, you know, I, I basically was like running down the side of this building and then the fence comes up with like a, probably like a three or four foot gap to this little fence. And I think Fran wound up doing it before I even did it, didn't know about it, but I was going okay. at it and I had everything set up. So I told my buddy to get the camera out and we couldn't find the battery. And we had just pedaled the three block from oh the city hall. Oh my God. <laughs> the batteries on the bench or something back at city hall you know no. like getting ready to back pedal all the way to city hall the battery's probably not gonna be there you know mm-hmm. kind of pissed off i looked down in the grass and there's the battery sitting <sighs> fell out of the bag i'm like fuck man i throw the battery in my body and i'm like just hit record dude and i chased <laughs> the fence just completely ate it and rolled like i like I just walked out my wrist, you know, mm. so I, I thought I was good. I hopped back over the fence. I'm like, I'm good. You know, let's go. And I raced back up to it, just threw my bike in there because I could feel like as soon as I went to hop in, my wrist was like done for, you know. So we're walking away and I, I'm salty, man, because I just like my face first into the dirt, you know, yeah. fuck my rip up, you know, the whole battery fiasco. <laughs> we're walking street and this guy calls us. You know, he's like, go back here, man. Go back here, man. So I look at my buddy. I'm like, you want to see what this guy wants? Fuck it. He's like, ride back to see what he wants. He's like, I see you guys back here, you know, doing your thing on your bikes and everything. It's like, you got to get the fuck out of here right now. Starts cursing us out. I'm like, dude, we were halfway down the block before you called us back here to curse us out. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? Yeah, it was, it was just the most random thing. Like, mm. We're on our way out. I had to literally pedal back like hundreds of feet that was that was an odd flex for yeah, sure it was, it was i mean hey whatever man yeah it could always have been worse you know the guy could have pulled a gun i mean we had that happen out in trent the guy pulled a gun on us Damn, uh, a couple really? of years ago and yeah he tried to jack us for a bike and we were in you know that uh that project spot over there with the, the white ledges and everything mm. and the guy came up like grabbed one of the bikes pulled out a gun and everything like, holy shit man are you serious and uh somebody ran up behind him and just grabbed the bike and just got the fuck out of there but, no way wow yeah it was, it was it was a crazy situation man like I don't, wow. we were in the middle of filming something so like nobody even saw the guy walking up until he had the bike in his hand he's like grabbing onto the holster you know the gun in the holster and we're just like this guy a cop or like what the fuck is going on if he came out of nowhere like yeah yeah, I, don't, I can't even remember who grabbed the bike, but it was just, it was a fiasco, man. Jesus. Like, we all went, like, and I think there was, like, ten of us or something like that. We all just, like, ran the fuck out of there. Mm. But, like, fuck this, man. But, Damn. I mean, that's one of those spots where, like, I've heard about people getting their cameras stolen and bikes stolen and shit like that over there. So, it's definitely yeah. one of the you know, keep an eye out spots. But, yeah, that, that's the way a lot of Trenton is, man. Trenton's a, a pretty hairy place. Damn, dude. I'll, uh, that reminds me of a story. I'll, I'll I'll tell it real quick, and we can move on. Maybe to less negative stories, but this one, <laughs> we were riding this these metal ping pong tables in South Philly, Southwest Philly, and they were near my house at the time. And me and my roommates, Ted and Kyle, and a couple other kids, we were like trying to find something to ride. Like we had, we were trying to entertain guests. You know, you want to take them to something good instead of like just a random flat ledge. So we take them to these ping pong tables and right. there's a bunch of kids playing basketball and we're like, there's more of them than there is of us, but maybe we can just ride this and it's not a big deal. And cause we've ridden there before and had no issues, but this time around, 
like I was I stayed still I sat I, as soon as we got there I sat there and just watched everything because I was like I don't know if I can ride under this pressure so my buddy Kyle he's he's, he's grinding and he's, he goes to turn around to come back and again and I see like this like 10 12 10 or 11 12 year old kid just like winding up like he's turning around like like this you know he's like riding with his head turned and he's so his head's turned away from the kid and I see the kid just like winding up like with a fucking haymaker and I'm like <gasps> like before I could even say anything to him he fucking popped him one and then we all just bolted and all these kids started running after us and it was like you think you're fast on a PMX bike until some kids really fucking run up on you and you're like shit so we we hightailed it out of there it was probably the last time I ever rode that spot too. <laughs> yeah. But Yeah. I've heard a couple stories about people just mobbed on chased by people through belly like yeah. Just, yeah. Got pay attention. And sometimes paying attention <laughs> means avoiding eye contact too, you know? <laughs> yeah. Just gotta, I mean that's a lot of it, man. You just gotta feel out your environment and know mm-hmm. when it's time to fucking roll. <laughs> yeah. Hold them and fold them, right? Yep, that's it. So exactly. Uh, can you give us a brief history on like uh, how Ride PA first started and the history of it? You know. So, probably twenty years ago or so, wow. it started with me and a buddy of mine, DJ Williams, and uh, me and DJ were kind of like the only guys around at the time, at least that we know in the mm-hmm. Delco scene that were riding. And, uh, there was obviously there was a whole scene there. We just hadn't found it yet. Mm. You know, the, the Conway. Uh, the innovation guys were all from down there. The infamy guys were from down there. There was a lot of little squads of guys down there. So we just hadn't found that yet, you know. But, you know, when we were starting to kind of learn things, you know, we, we decided we, we were going to start making some little videos and we would make a website, you know. We had a couple of names that didn't stick. And then hmm. DJ, I mean, came up with the name Rye BMX. And it was basically just straightforward. Like, again, like, I, you know, like, talked about earlier just you know it's right to the point you know the yeah. bells and whistles you know exactly what by the name you know so and it was, it was to a lesser extent you know it was kind of like a homage to ride bmx as well you know mm-hmm. but it gave you the idea just going to focus on the pennsylvania scene right i'm static websites were you know they ruled the internet so mm-hmm. even if you had content it was like putting it up was pretty tedious you know it's time consuming oh, yeah. it was the dynamic like these like like <coughs> websites or uh, you know it literally took you like hours in there and then when you uploaded it it was to one screen size so if you had a 1024 monitor and it was sized to be 1200 pixels you weren't going to see the whole website you know, yeah like that, so. there was no such thing as responsive um, or anything back then Right, there was no responsive designs or nothing fluid or anything like that. It was all just stationary, static, non-dynamic websites, you know. Yeah. But back then it was funny because everybody had them, mm-hmm. you know. And now that websites are just so much readily available and you know user-friendly to the point where you don't even really need the code that much anymore. You can oh, get yeah. these WordPress sites and just basically go through the customizer and mm-hmm. you know make what you want, you know. And uh back then of course none of that existed but everybody had websites 
funny that now it seems like with the rise of social media, almost like nobody has websites. It's almost like we focus on the individual. As to before, if you wanted to get noticed in the scenes and stuff like that, you needed like a little crew of guys, or that's just the way it kind of seems that everybody was in like a little clique of guys, you know? Yeah. Basically, after a while, we started meeting other guys in the scene, you know? And uh, DJ, unfortunately, had like a, a number of injuries mm-hmm. uh, at times. So the Rock Game thing was pretty much short lived. Like, we did like one video, the website was up for maybe a year or something like that, and then it all kind of went down with DJ got hurt you know mm-hmm. um he's popped back in and out of bmx a couple times since then and like right now he's back again and he's got like this insane dream backyard ramp that he built during the whole covid thing and the ramp is insane man it looks awesome Dang. but uh it's also really cool to see him back on his bike after all these years you know and like he hasn't even like lost the step like he's still out there just, i mean tearing that ramp apart already man around 10 years ago now back in 2011 it had been like 10 years or so since ripa bmx did anything dj was like you know basically non-existent in bmx at the time you know he really wasn't riding anymore or doing anything so nothing happened with the name for years Hmm. and i had a couple little projects like long lane and stuff like that but that was kind of like more like a crew focused thing Mm -hmm. and we I just thought it would be a good time with the, the way social media and everything was coming together to bring the ride PABMX thing back. And it worked to the point where like now we kind of have like an outline of the entire scene. Like, mm. yeah, before, I, I mean, we were just looking for guys in our local neighborhood to ride with and stuff like that. And now it's like, we got guys all over the place contributing, you know, we've got guys out in Pittsburgh, Harrisburg, uh, just all over Pennsylvania. All the Bergs. <laughs> all the Bergs. Yeah. But, I mean, Pennsylvania has an, almost like an endless supply of BMX talent. I mean, between photographers, editors, videographers, guys riding, girls riding. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's just, it's such a vast area that, like, I mean, it just, it's always been one of the most historic cities and states in the world for bmx so i mean mm-hmm. it's just uh, i mean this this scene is everything to me as far as bmx goes mm-hmm. i mean I, I, I might go out to jersey to ride or like take a trip here or there but it's always been a pennsylvania 100 percent you know so. yeah and then just all the groups out here it's just so diverse you know just, i mean you got like chocolate truck guys and then the stink pit guys and, you know yeah, and I mean, it's just all those those groups still exist to this day, you know. It's yeah. Just, it, it, I mean, it's cool to see like the scene evolving now into the next generation, whereas like a lot of the guys that I was riding with ten years ago are now they're still riding, but there's this new generation of guys, and they're kind of you know riding together, you know. So yeah. it's kind of cool to see that dynamic going on. Yeah, yeah, bringing up the next generation. For sure and then the, the, i mean our website you know now has doubled over into being like a magazine which yeah. was something never really intended to happen after we finished the quaker state video it just worked out so well that it seemed like the next logical thing to roll into was like a photo project of some kind and that somehow just snowballed into becoming a magazine and then i don't even really think it was supposed to go past the first magazine initially but it just 
worked out so well that it just seemed like the thing to do is just keep it going. Yeah, you know? it's like, but, why not? Now that people know that they can contribute, it like it almost it only gets better with each issue because it's more popular for people to consume it and to um, donate to it or, you know, contribute to right. it. And that's one of my favorite things about it is just the ability to work with so many talented people. And now, like, it's humbling to see how far out it's getting. Like I said, like, we yeah. just sent copies out to France, you know, the yeah. Roddy guys do copies out in Japan for international distribution. And it's just funny seeing some of those addresses, you know, when mm -hmm. you're located in Pennsylvania, you know, it's like, I'm sending this to Tokyo, Japan. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but... It also goes that it speaks volumes about the lack of print media and BMX and the demand for it. You know what I mean? The guys in France, I mean, you know, they can't read English and they're buying the magazine. So I don't know how they're going to work that out. But <laughs> maybe they're bilingual. And I, I, I'm all for the support, you know. But wow. It's, I mean, it's humbling <sighs> to see how it's going and, you know, how many people are into it and stuff. Mm -hmm. it's, it's amazing, man. Like, all the all the people all the photographers that have contributed it's like this this shit wouldn't look so good without you guys you know yeah exactly i mean in in the grand scheme of things like initially we were just like a news website like kind of just filtering off what was already out there through those other crews and websites you know yeah and the mainstream stuff in pennsylvania would get like posted on the website and stuff like that but now it's like it's a much bigger goal of ours to just do like more original content like we're still always going to you know report on what the scene is and the mm -hmm. news and this video and that video and you know stuff like that but yeah pushing that original content is it's everything right now like you know, yeah. be, again like working with all these different talented people and there's just there's no way you can describe like when you put that thing that was an idea in your head into your hands finally and all that hard work pays off yeah yeah definitely um shit so uh you want to touch base on issue three yeah i mean that was uh it's funny because the first two issues took us I mean, we banged one out the first year, one out the following year. Mm -hmm. And then this one took us the better part of two years to get done because we just, it just seemed like we hit wall after wall after wall. And then, yeah, like we talked about my health and everything, put a damper on things. And then mm -hmm. COVID, like, kind of the saving grace that got us to finish the magazine yeah. finally. We had some free time, you know, we got to, like, actually buckle down and, you know, communicate between. The, the people behind the scenes and yourself and myself and you know, dial in everything that we needed to finish getting in. We had like last minute answer changes. Oh, yeah. had proofread slipped in. And then, you know, we talked about it online with the, 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 the part with um where we overlooked the pages from the posh. Yeah. Uh, higher. that got cut off because, you know, you kind of get tunnel vision when you're looking at this kind of stuff. It, 64 pages of content you know and mm -hmm. it's, it's, a, it's a lot of material to read over and stuff but we had some safeties in place to try and prevent that kind of stuff and you know unfortunately that one got by us yeah. so now we're trying to put more safeties in place and like we discussed we're going to bring Tosh in as a proofreader and yeah. to look over the content herself and sign off on it before anything goes to print to try and prevent those kind of things from happening but 
unfortunately, once it happens and it slips by us and the files are in the printer's hands, there's nothing we can yeah. do. We had no idea until the magazine was physically in Tasha's hand, and then she contacted me to say, like, two of the pages were cut off. And <sighs> Yeah, that's heartbreaking, you know? Like, she... My heart immediately dropped into my stomach, like, damn. Yeah, because I was... I was so pumped. All right, so Tasha had her articles designed. Her articles, her spreads were probably the first things actually designed for the whole magazine, I would imagine, because it was once I saw yeah, I mean, she, huh? it. was like right on top of it, like when yeah. those events, had, the Posh event happened, and then she had like the photos from Caddy she already had taken, yeah. you know, so she, she was doing and she, you know, without hesitation like banged her layouts out to the point where like I felt horrible and we were just sitting on the stuff for like a year and a half to begin with and then mm. on top of it we dropped the ball cutting off the last two pages yeah and she did such a good job with those spreads that I was like fuck I gotta really try and bring it with the rest of the work that I'm touching on on my pages and so I went down the rabbit hole of like really focusing and, and trying to dial in everything and you and I are going back and forth on typos because you have an excellent eagle eye for that kind of stuff and we ended up like like you said getting tunnel vision we were just like concentrating so hard on like alright we got all the ads in alright we're going to do this 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 and then this as like the, the order of how they go and then the then the printer was like the printer didn't want me to embed her files into our file. So right, right. I had to fully recreate her stuff. So she had to send me the pictures and the fonts and I had to redo what she had already did, which it really wasn't a big deal for me because it was just like, all right, you know, I just mindlessly copy what she's got. Right. And the fucked up part is I, I copied everything. I even copied the pages that were missing. But then when it came back, when I went to go port everything back in, I was just like, not thinking, just, all right, that's 64 pages, and then just kept running from there. And then I sent it to you, and we neither of us caught it, and it was just like, all right, I think we're good to print. And like when we sent it to print, I was like, man, this is probably like the coolest thing I've ever fucking done. Like I'm really fucking pumped that we, as a community, put this together. This is awesome. And then... When you tell me uh, two pages are missing, I was like, no, the one thing. Yeah, I mean, especially like stepped up the design game because of the layouts that she brought, you know. And, yeah. I mean, we obviously there was a lot more, I guess, graphic work in this one than there were in the previous two issues, mm -hmm. you know. And I was I was ecstatic on the way like the layouts look. Like the the Messer article by far is my favorite article in there. As a father, mm -hmm. like the, the the theme of balance and you know that carrying out through everybody's life i mean everybody's life is about balance to some degree you know yeah. so i feel like everybody lead to that but like the scales that you had in there to represent the balance and the way the pages were like kind of like on an angle cut in half with the green and white design there it just it, it came together so nicely and like just yeah. to find out about that was just gut-wrenching yeah. and like so disappointed tasha is a fantastic photographer but like she also does amazing graphic work like she mm -hmm. does all Addy and posh flyers and i think she's done some of the stuff for the uh the road to recovery jam as well mm -hmm. but it just it's she's just uh she's 
really fun to work with and she's very professional and I, I just feel horrible that that happened yeah you know? fortunately we released the pages online so people can go and check them out you know that was probably the only realistic solution you can have in that situation yeah, yeah. like I said we're going to try and put some safeguards in place on this next one hopefully yeah. it never happens again I mean we yeah. had no way the first two but I mean mm. and shouts to her for being so cool about it like you know she put in a lot of work and it's it's a bummer that those two pages didn't get sent to print but I'm glad that she was you know so cool about it and, and like willing to work with us on the next issue and willing to be a part of this a little bit tighter and a little bit to help us you know put out yeah. something better you yeah. know be more than willing to get you know further and further in the scheme of things with us like as yeah. we're going I mean like she's designed shirts for us now she's taking photos from countless events and sent them over so mm -hmm. yeah and I mean I, I personally can't thank her enough for all her hard work you know yeah. and everybody been involved like all Nilo Nilo yeah. Murphy yeah uh, Kyle, Brendan Mulrooney, uh, yeah. Josh Delwey, mm -hmm. Matt, Stylo, everybody that's been a part of this in any way, you know, all the all the shops that, you know, carry the magazine, like Burks and Action Wheels. Hell yeah, yeah. Been out in Pittsburgh, you know, they have a little shop in the, in the park there that they carry the magazine, so, I mean. Yeah. Just, you know, it's it's such a diverse scene and there's just so much talent like i said before that i mean it's just really it's humbling and it's an honor to be able to work with all these people like it's mm -hmm. still to me like takes me back man like looking at the social media stuff seeing like there's like six thousand people following this man i remember thinking like we'd be lucky to find 60 people that ride bmx bikes in pennsylvania yeah. as a whole you know what i mean and now it's like thousands of people are behind this you know and, yeah I mean, the support for the magazine, I mean, the magazines, I mean, when they go on sale, man, they just, I think the sales just keep coming in and coming in. It's just, it's so cool to see how many people are involved in this and how many people are into what we're doing. Yeah, definitely. And I can't, I can't thank the community enough for supporting, supporting it and being into it and welcoming it, you know, because not everybody, not everything's like that. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's always going to be people that are, you know, they want their sour grapes, so you just mm -hmm. gotta turn the other cheek and, you know, yeah. whatever. I don't harbor any ill will against anybody in our scene, you know. I, I, the whole goal for me here is just to get stuff out there and, you know, promote each other and just show love, you know. Yeah. For and, every, you know, I mean, I, I, I just think that we're all in this for the same reason, you know. Yeah, and uh, it's never been easier to have a website so if you know if you're listening to this and you have a little crew and you're thinking about making a website it's yeah yeah you can have an instagram account but why not do a website why not have a blog why not have long form posts do a fucking bike check with your buddy you know at the end of the day yeah. you're gonna learn you're gonna learn skills bring back web edits man that, yeah. that's one of the harshest blows is that like people don't put web edits out and that's you know mm -hmm. when it comes to bmx let's face it that's a good portion of the content out there it's, if it's not video it's photo you know yeah. so and even with the photography anymore i mean people are they're quicker to pull out an iphone than they are to sit down and dial in a camera you know which is something that i'm trying to learn myself now thanks to like velo giving me like little tips and tricks here and there to try you know i'm getting a little bit better at it i've always been a point and shoot guy you mm -hmm. know but 
it's definitely like it makes you appreciate those guys craft so much more like when oh, you yeah. start actually playing with a like a real camera and like seeing all the settings and all the the factors that go into like turning out like a really good photo just the slightest thing goes wrong and it's just you know it's blurry mm-hmm. out of focus it's whatever you know so yeah. it's it's those guys are like mad scientists to me with that stuff man because i'm trying to wrap my head around it but it's just you know i'm still kind of like swimming in it at this point but yeah you know damn i guess it's gonna be like anything else just trial and error i mean that's how i taught myself to write coding for websites is just trial and error yeah that's pretty crazy you taught yourself that shit i mean it just comes from the whole ipabm thing ultimately just wanting to do something and not taking no for an answer you know like over and over again and fail until i find them make it work that's the bmx that is basically the you ever heard of mental models yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you, you apply this kind of mental model, like a samurai mental model to this, that, or this problem or that problem. It's like you were applying the BMX mental model to learning code. Right. It's like, did you take a class? No. Did someone tell you? No. You just learn it yourself, like by trying it. And it's like, okay, so how do I learn a Smith to Feeble on a ledge? You can watch all the videos on it you want, or you can just go try it and see what happens, you know? trial and error and trial and error i mean that's that's that the biggest teacher for me and all that stuff and it's like that with almost anything i mean like i love to cook like i love to bake all those things to me are the same exact thing because you're starting with nothing you know mm-hmm. and you have to you have to delve into it man you gotta get your hands dirty and you gotta be in the moment you know and that's it's the same thing as riding a bike man i mean you just got you gotta be in that moment you know and focused and yeah you know all determination and like you wanting to get it done so it, it really is like it just carries over it's the same thing you know when i was like younger and really into playing guitar and stuff like that and i mean you get what you put in man so mm-hmm. you know if i went to a website that looked great man i knew i was gonna have to sit there and i was gonna have to fail over and over again before i got it to work right you know yeah the fortune that stuff is in this day and age man everybody's encountered whatever problem you have so you, you can just simply google it yeah. and find the answer and not find the answer you'll find five different answers because there's <laughs> one correct answer yeah you know, it's what works best for you so it's crazy like that right yeah it is and, and sometimes it's nerve-wracking to the point where it's like i wish there just was one correct answer you know but it's always like it's whatever works best for you so ultimately you just have to you know mm-hmm. it's all up to you yeah and and staying open-minded to learning i think that's another crucial part of it because it's like Life doesn't get any easier. You're going to have to keep learning shit whether you like it or not. Yeah, and as far as that stuff goes, I mean, it doesn't hold still, you know? Yeah. But you know, we backwards compatible something so much, you know, before Hmm, it's just obsolete. You don't do the dynamic thing anymore. I mean, you can for, you know, if you want like a welcoming page or something like that, but, Hmm. you know, you have to yeah they grow with the way the technology does as well i mean that's the way the world moves and it's not going to stop just because you don't want it to it's the same thing with you know when you hear you know the salty mid-school guys talk about the internet and stuff like yeah. that you know? like it's a gift and a curse man i mean it, 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 you know like i said years ago I, I thought like finding a couple guys in our town that rode was like the end all you know what i mean mm-hmm. and here we are with like six thousand people following this platform and it's just 
it's awesome <laughs> yeah yeah and i think i think that's like the main main point is to try and you know keep it positive and keep it together you know not everybody gets along but you know you gotta try yeah i mean and that, i mean that was always the thing with Rive ABMX for me was that it, I didn't let any of that stuff affect me, man. You put out a video, it was going up, you know, mm-hmm. you got a photo going up, you know, none of that bullshit matters, yeah. man. We're, we're all in this for the same thing, you know, we all get the same kicks off the same thing. So, yeah, you know, there's going to be that salty dude there, man. Just, there's always a salty dude. There's always a salty dude. <laughs> Yo, so, you know, that Christmas video I just posted, yeah, yeah. So Ride posted it and I was like, Oh cool, like damn, like I'm getting noticed for my bike riding, which I never thought in a fucking million years that my bike riding would be on anybody's radar, you know. With the yeah, I've always made it a point to kind of show off my friends. Like look how cool Ishan is, look how cool Lawhead is, yeah. look look at this big rail Shiloh did. That's never necessarily like look how good I am. It's more like here's what I can do. And what I'm, I'm, I'm the same way. I mean, you, you yeah. don't see me as much, you know? Yeah. Like, if you see me on, like, the day stuff, it's because somebody else put me up there. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's definitely not me. Now, what what I thought this was funny, since I'm basically a mid-school dude, is, like, somebody somebody commented on the ride post and tagged some dude, and, you know, a couple comments, and they're like, I was doing this 10 years ago, and I wanted to comment on it, like, I was doing this 10 years ago too. Like, bro, <laughs> I'm not some new school kid. I've been here. I've been here doing this shit. So, and this thing is, is like that guy's, how would that guy know? I'm just some random face he's never seen before. And it's like that weird, like right. I've always been doing this attitude that a lot of bike riders kind of approach other bike riders with. It's like this weird, like chest puffing thing that a lot of people carry with bro. them into BMX. And it's like, I didn't send that to Ride and be like, you should seriously post this. Let's collab. Let's build. No, they posted on their own accord. It's like, so, and then I, I, I kind of wanted to be snarky and I'll, I'll share this little bit on the podcast just cause it's a podcast. And maybe not, not, not that many people listen to it. And this will be like a little tidbit for them, but I wanted to comment on it. Like, I'm sorry. I ain't seen anybody else pegging a bottle cap. And I've been actually actively trying to give free stuff away to somebody who does, and no one has. So I felt like commenting that, but I didn't. I was like, that might be a little bit, you know, the the chest puffy thing. I am not trying to do, you know. Yeah, yeah. I love that video. Though. Thanks. I want to do a, a new one eventually with like, you know, more more dinks in it and everything, but down the road. I always love. And like that, there was a. I can't remember. I know Josh Stair was in it, but there was a that Grind Lab Christmas video years oh, ago. Yeah, Lovin made that. I think. Big Jordan was in it. Josh Stair and a couple other people, but I will still to this day like go back in the archives and watch that video just randomly because Damn. It's just how is and the way like it's just you know the christmas theme and the way they have like lights in it trees and like the music and everything it was just it, it was awesome that's so, a good point it's still every time christmas comes around i go back and like watch that video <laughs> and i've been watching this I'm probably gonna do it after this nice and that's the thing is like there isn't themed videos as much anymore it's like check a solo edit another solo edit you know 
but, I mean, like I said, and like I missed like the the whole crew atmosphere. You know, not that it doesn't exist anymore, but it's just not like uh, it's not um, once was. You know, so mm -hmm. they, kind of more like everybody's more dialed into the their own content and mm -hmm. promoting themselves through their social media and yeah yeah and i will shout out dig bmx on this because i feel like uh i keep seeing like random crews and random names i've never seen before coming across on their youtube channel and i'm like awesome awesome it sounds like they're just like they're scraping up you know all the people over there wherever they're coming from you know they're they're um cultivating unheard of names and, and shit we've never seen before Right, right. And a lot of that, I, I feel like, is probably because they're a little more Euro-based. Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And that's and stuff like that. So, like, I mean, I don't know a lot of the guys over there unless it's, like, a big name, you know? Yeah. So, I'm, I'm sure that they have, you know, just like we have here, you know, the same thing, just all those little crews. And it's it's that way throughout, you know, a lot of the United States, you know, Texas has an incredible scene. Florida has an awesome scene. Obviously, mm -hmm. the coast, I mean yeah it, it, it was always kind of funny to me that there weren't more like not right PBMX but like that kind of model of a platform like mm. more people trying to show off their scene you know like in the same fashion that we do is like that was kind of the whole point was that like you know we were aiming more towards a I guess you would say like a, an intermediate or like you know like a novice kind of riding and obviously we do like the mainstream stuff but like that stuff's always picked up by dig you know yeah ride when go around that or bmx and, yeah you know bmx unions that you know so i always like focusing on more of that underground stuff anyway just because you know those are the guys that need the shine you know it's yeah. like the, the the top guys out there they don't need the shine from ride pa bmx right you know? but like those websites might see you know whatever edit we posted and that was you know that was the case a lot of times it's like the videos that we posted would wind up on those other platforms and stuff because they would you know when they had rss readers they would lock our feed and stuff mm -hmm. like that so and i would do whenever everybody had websites i would put everybody's rss into the my feed reader and then the news would just pop up and i would just carry it right over like all right here's what we're posting next on right bmx and that stuff and you know, it, yeah. it's funny because there was a, like, I couldn't even keep up with the post. There was just so much of them coming in to the point where now it's like, I can go an entire month where, like, nothing happens. Like, nobody's putting out web edits. Nobody's really taking high-resolution photos. It's all Instagram stuff. And once Instagram gets a hold of it, they chop it down to 600 pixels, which is, like, nothing for a website, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it, again, it's like, the, the internet is just, it's got its pros and its cons you know yeah and that's what i was saying earlier like it's never been easier like remember when the, like when the internet first came out and how like freeing it was like you can have a website you can email other people and like how cool it was in the utility sense and it's like now it's even easier but we're all funneled into social accounts one way or another instead of like oh yeah just throw a site up throw you know do a blog do a bike check do whatever you want upload photos from the weekend i used to do that i used to love doing that like and 
I always hated look, especially when like, you know, phones sucked for the longest time. Like not just taking photos, but looking at anything on your phone. It sucked. It's the screen is so small. When you see a, a photo sequence of like anything, it sucks to look at on a tiny ass screen. Even if you can zoom in, it's like looking at this shit huge on your computer is fucking bomb. And some people right, especially care, you know, like older from older phones, you know, like I'm looking at stuff from like an HTC Hero I had 10 years ago, and I'm like, dude, this looks fucking horrendous. Like, I can't even tell what's going on in the pictures, you know, versus <laughs> yeah. today's iPhones with fucking 4K video on them and shit. Like, yeah, now it's pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, it's funny because before everybody would carry around the dad cams and all that stuff, the VX1000s and all that stuff, now, now everybody just has it in their iPhone. Mm-hmm. You know, so why bring it out you know it's, yeah one way or another you can film there's no excuse to not do a video of like print media is dying you know because why bother to invest in it you know when everybody wants that just instant gratification rather than to wait it out yeah and also it's more um it's more tied into metrics too so it's like if you paid 30 grand for the back page ad to a ride you don't know if you ever see that 30 grand again but if you paid 30 grand for instagram ads you can see where every dollar came back to you right or didn't come back to you but you can see it you know which i get it like people want control of their money i guess you know it's a, it's a shame though because you know when you look at the free market that instagram had it's obsolete now by that stuff you know mm-hmm. the fact that and I knew it was coming, and it's funny to see people kind of talk about it, you know, when they're like, like oh, you know, I, I, my stuff doesn't get seen the way it is, the way it previously was, because now they have these paid-for sponsored ads and stuff, and it's like, well, that, I mean, the minute they introduced that, you knew they were going to take precedence over everything else, and yeah. if they're giving, you know, Instagram money, like, obviously, your content that's not giving them money is not going to be priority, so, I mean, yeah. it was just you know it's like it's almost like them sticking you to open up your pockets you know mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. to stick like if you don't give us the money in your pockets you know nobody's gonna see yourself in that area you can't make any money yeah so, that's why yeah, I'm but, um that's why I'm kind of like taking back that I've grown the yeah as, as big as it is it's like 2,000 followers I'm just like n- I've never paid for an Instagram ad I think I may, may have paid for one like once like 2011 or some shit but like, that's all organic growth. Cause like, I know as soon as I start paying for stuff, they're gonna like nerf my shit. Be like, yeah, you need to pay for more. And it's like, I, f- I feel like if I just post stuff that people want to see and share, that's gonna it's gonna spread whether Instagram likes it or not. Yeah, and that's, that's the way it is with IPA. I've never yeah. purchased any ads or anything like that. I want it to be organically grown on its own, you know, and that's exactly what it's done. And that's worked out you know that's huge it's also easy to see that people that depend on selling their product or a platform mm. like that why they're you know yeah pissed off i mean and i mean just look at all like the, the stuff with big tech right now like i mean like i can't remember how many i think it was like 28 states or something like that came out the other day talking about busting up facebook because they have a monopoly on the social media stuff and yeah it's, it's crazy man like yeah i watched that a testimony with him and they were asking like you think like facebook is you know, the social media tools are like addictive platforms and stuff and he said no like the guy from twitter said absolutely it's like 
you know, conflicting points of view, but I, wow. I, I would argue absolutely addictive. I mean, how could not? I mean, it's everywhere you look. It's somebody's got their face in their phone. I mean, yeah, and even in even in my own browsing, it's it's weird because like I'll tap on Instagram and it's like, say I'm underneath the yeah account and I'm like looking at the yeah feed and I'm like, damn, this post is awesome. Damn, this post is awesome. Damn, that post is awesome. Like, but after a while, I'm like. I gotta go fucking do something. Like I gotta go. Like you can only get so stoked to ride and not ride for so long. Like how how many how many cool clips can I can I swipe through like this before I do something else? I get desensitized. You know what do you like? They've programmed it to be so addictive. It's like you gotta really be cognizant of how to pull back off of it somehow. One of the things that I that was always a point to me with the whole social media and BMX thing is just how fast the progress is going. And oh, like, yeah. The end all, man. Like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, you can only progress so much until you basically hit a wall. You know what I mean? Like, you can't go any further, I feel like. Like, not that I feel like there's, like, an end point for BMX, but, like... You know, eventually you're going to set the bar, and it's just becoming unrealistic and unrealistic, and that's kind of what's happening, man. I mean, to the point where, like, you know, 20 years ago, you had to wait for a props to come out or a magazine to show up in your mailbox to see what, what was going yeah. on. Yeah, wow, Ruben like, invented the rodeo grind. <laughs> tomorrow, a 12 year old is doing it. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. You know, it's really like an instant. You know? So, I mean, the level of riding right now is just unreal. Like, if you told a mid-school guy 20 years ago about some of the tricks that were going down now, they'd never believe you, you know? I mean, I remember when thinking, like, ice pick 180s were, like, the impossible trick, you know? Same, and now yeah. it's like, dudes are doing off burning down rails and kinked rails. And, like, it's, it's just insane. Like, the, mm-hmm. it's the, the level of progress. But, I mean, yeah, pros and cons, man. Yeah, definitely. That, that animal media, man, there's, there's nothing like having that magazine in your hand, you know? DVD, or, mm-hmm. you know, because if, if your internet gets cut off, what else you can't got? Replace it. I mean, I love having both formats. I love the digital and the, the the print for IPA. You know, it lets us dabble in the immediate, and then like, you know, the stuff that's really probably gonna last longer. Because with the internet, I mean, you post that kind of stuff up, and within a week, people, you know, maybe they'll go back and watch an edit or something like that, but. You know, it's just here today, gone tomorrow type stuff. Yeah, you know? it's permanently and up there, but like it's gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, and it's just it's crazy, especially when you look at the level of dudes like just throwing, like seriously, like banger clips on Instagram. Like it's like, well, when your video comes out, what's the, the bar there? Like, yeah, know? yeah, like you're gonna have to. But then if you're throwing all this stuff on Instagram to have like you know some wild banger for your last trick for you know a, a legitimate video part but again you know people just aren't making that kind of stuff the way they used to yeah and hopefully they they keep trying to push it out though yeah i mean I, I, at least we will well anyway i mean yeah we will I, we like putting the magazine together you know in those big projects like at their you know we got through the whole quaker state thing it was like you know everybody kind of works well together you know so let's just keep it going so yeah and you know for the magazine has been just incredible compared like i mean everybody 
pretty much like knew about the website would use the website you know but since that stuff has died down the magazine has been like probably more of the primary focus now like mm-hmm. i mean but also you know there's so much involved in it when it comes down to like writing all the questions for an interview you know getting the responses the proofreading everything a million times looking for punctuation errors and just you know 64 pages of content for all three magazines now it's just yeah it's, it's a lot definitely man well i appreciate you taking the time out to shoot the show with me and i'm glad we got to catch up and successfully podcast about this the internet was pretty solid yeah, not bad this time. Yeah. Third time's a charm. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny. It cut out right when you said charm. Oh, my God. Oh, the fucking internet, man. Yeah, what can you do? I don't know. Not much. <laughs> but um, I do want to touch base on this, on this little video that I'm working on that includes a, a bunch of footage that you donated over. It's, I'm really excited about how it's coming along. Your, your whole section looks like a vacation section because uh, all your clips are like some exotic spot. Yeah, I'm more inclined to sitting on clips, you know, it doesn't bother me, like I'm, I'm fine with that. You know, yeah. We just sit on clips for years for videos that were never pumping out anyway, you know. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I'd rather, I'd, I'd, I'd rather put my clips towards projects like that because like I said, like I, you know, I can't bitch about it and not do anything about it. Like, yeah. I, I would rather see something like that than have five or six fucking Instagram clips to get a couple likes or whatever. Like, I'd rather them be in a web edit. It's like, I can go back and watch it years from now, you know? I don't yeah. want to go an Instagram feed to find it or whatever, you know? It's just, it's all the better to me. And yeah, and it can always hit Instagram after, you know? That's the other thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's exactly it. I mean, all the stuff that we put in the magazine, pretty much, you know, we do the digital versions for free anyway, you know? So eventually it all makes its way on there between the people that did the trick, the photographer that shot it, and us putting the digital stuff out. It all makes its way online eventually. Yeah, so, you know. But I'm looking forward to that video, though, to see everybody else's stuff. I mean, I, yeah. I'm definitely going to be into it. So Last night I cut... Oh, man, I'm excited. Last night I cut it. I basically cut all the heads and tails off the clips and I I have it in order of people like the, the order of the sections but I don't have it finalized at all no music to it and I just watched it through yesterday and I'm like I just kept on like making up songs in my head like this is this is a little bit of a bopper here that we got like I thought it was gonna <laughs> be like here's three old clips they're kind of just okay like, I kind of felt like that was going to be the vibe of the video. Like, I don't know how. Right. It, and that was because I'm basing it off of memory of what I remembered I was sitting on. Because I'm sitting on clips of just about everybody. And these are clips that I filmed yeah. when I was out riding, you know, and had my camera out. Because if somebody else, if Conway comes and Conway brings his camera and he's trying to get something done, unless he wants an alternate angle, you know, I'm letting him do what he wants to do, you know. He, he comes ride Lebanon with me, then it's like, oh, you know, let me get a clip for this. Let me, you know, like it's like a sharing thing. Like, let's get a clip for that. All right, cool. So it's it's super exciting because it feels I um went through the Yeah YouTube and the last time I put out like a riding, like a real riding video was three plus years ago. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, 
the slowdown is everywhere, man. Like it's yeah. But yeah. good to get one out. I mean, I can't wait to see it. And then yeah. Stink Pit Six, from what I hear, is down. Those guys had yeah, like the little premieres. So yeah, when they you know when COVID allows, and you know Conway already told me they're going to try and do like a legitimate career premiere. But um, <clears throat> yeah, they've been working on that for a those while. Those guys put. I'm excited to see that. And, yeah. And, you know, everybody's been hyped for Chocolate Truck 2, so hopefully yeah. that's coming soon. Stink Pick 6, Chocolate you know, Truck 2. I'm definitely looking forward to content from everybody, you know. And, yeah. You know, some of the other guys that aren't really doing anything right now or that we don't suspect are going to hopefully pop up with some stuff. I mean, you know, yeah. there's, there's so many people out on our scene, so, I mean, it's, you know, it, it kind of stinks right now because Instagram has, like, the uh, restrictions on like hashtags so I can't even see what's going on on the Rive K hashtag which is like where I pull most of the Instagram content yeah, so yeah, it's totally. been like slow but I, I can't access it because of the, the, the election bullshit yeah you know, whenever they open that back up I'm sure I'll be put there again but until then it's like it's just a stream of you know content that's not chronological so I can't see what's new you know yeah, it's I'm like only if somebody tags you can you see it. Yeah, exactly. And I'm not going to scroll endlessly for an hour to find a clip from this week. Like, it's yeah. just a mess. So hopefully they get that fucking thing off of there soon. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. It's like Instagram was dead 10 years ago when Facebook bought it, in my opinion. But it's like, okay, so the feed's no longer chronological. So time doesn't matter. And then now the hashtags don't matter. So what the fuck are you all posting on this shit for anymore? It's, it's, I'm, it's ready to expire. I'd like to have that, like the website, man. I love having the website as that fallback because I mean, look, like, look what happened to MySpace. I mean, their bubble popped pretty much overnight. You know what I mean? Everybody just like migrated over to Facebook, you know, but like, when the bubble finally pops, it's good to have that backbone that's always going to be there. Like totally, right? Is, you know. So I mean, even if the social media goes away, the website's always going to be there. I mean, mm-hmm. I I tend to know it like every three months or so because I don't pay for the entire subscription for like an annual subscription or anything like that. But yeah, you know, it makes it more affordable for me because this whole thing's like a labor of love. But like, yeah, yeah. Whatever we make off of it goes back into it, you know. So, exactly. You know. Yeah. So, um, where can if anybody's listening and they're not familiar with it, where can they follow you? Where can they can they check this shit out? It's ridepabmx.com, right? Yeah. It's the website address, and then pretty much all the social media is just at ridepabmx. You know, Facebook.com, ridepabmx, Twitter, ridepabmx. It's all the same. Yeah. Cool. Awesome, man. Well, thank you for coming on and. Is there anything else you, you'd like to mention or anything like that? I think that's it. I just want to say thanks to everybody for, you know, supporting the website and the magazine and the social media accounts and sticking with us through everything. And, you know, we can't do it without you guys. I mean, you're where the content comes from. You're the audience, you know, so without, you know, everybody in this scene doing what they do, we wouldn't even be here. So Absolutely. I just want to thank everybody for, you know, the opportunity to, have a platform like this for everybody, you know, mm-hmm. and kind of allowing me to be this diplomat that gets to go through all these different channels and different people and get to work with them. So I just want to thank everybody. You know? Hell yeah. It's, it's all for the scene. Definitely, man. Thank you everybody for listening. Uh, 
go check our go check out ride pma ride pa bmx and maybe i'll eventually be able to talk correctly <laughs> And then I prayed on them, and I took it to the corner, God paid off them. The destruction wasn't even on my radar then, and my heart was black, it was Darth Vader then. It was drums to the bums, G-packs to the OGs. The money came to me, I sat back with my Cody's. Money changed hands and moved on like a cold breeze, and I ain't give a fuck about death or an OD. Me always in my head, saying that I didn't care. But I ain't going back to being broke like this was yesteryear. The plan is to try to be out in less than a year. No drugs, no thugs, no weapons in here. You see, I'm trying to get out, ma, but I feel trapped. What employer gonna hire me when I sell crack? I'm not fully rehabilitated, I fell back. And regret is a motherfucker, run, tell that. Yeah. I've been working for the devil too long. Lead us to the edge, watch the wise turn into fools. The greatest lie ever been told is the one closest to truth. I've been working for the devil too long. I've been working for the devil too long. I'm gone. Yeah, you see, I prayed on things, and then I prayed on y'all. My intent was to never get paid off, y'all. When I was young, I saw politicians of all stripes, but all I saw was lies in the eyes, and it's not right. I said, when I get older, I'm going to change shit. Take the welfare system and rearrange shit. Years later, I'm quietly moving up the ladder, trying hard, realizing that it doesn't matter. My wife told me, baby, money doesn't buy elections. Money doesn't buy folks. It just buys attention. I kissed her on her head and told her she was right, but she couldn't understand and see the coldness of the plight couldn't understand why it's so cold for me at night because political robbery just hold me in the vice but there's always implicitly some string that's attached by a motherfucker think he got wings on his back you ain't an angel pop you're working for the devil the nightmare of money to lead would be a rebel i did all of you dirty so i should have gone to jail i took your fucking government and put it up for sale look american democracy has been hacked by the corrupt paradigm that's a supreme fact and every word that I said in the song, I've been working for the devil too long, and now I'm gone. I've been working for the devil too long. I've been working for the devil too long. Tempt us, lead us to the edge.